to the Just Your Ants podcast. This is episode number 40. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. Back from the uh, bit of a hiatus. We've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we? Yeah, you've been uh, you've been uh, scouring Italy, haven't you? I have, mate. Yeah, I've been over to Italy. It was uh, the missus' birthday, so spent a house with a load of, spent a week in a house with a load of crazy Italian people. Ate loads of food. It was a decent lad, to be fair. How about you? Yeah, well, I'm not too bad. Was you shooting around uh, Italy on your moped, or was you you know car bombs, or you avoid all of those? All good. Do you know what, mate? I've never driven at all in Italy. I sort of get a bit nervous. I don't know. I need to adjust my ranks on myself a bit. Um, I'm not really a drive abroad type lad. Are you? Uh, do you get behind the wheel on the left hand side? Yeah, so I've drove in European countries before. I obviously drove to Dortmund as well, didn't I, last year? Because I just had a knee up and couldn't fly, so I drove like an idiot instead. But yeah, I don't mind the old driving abroad. Sorry, you had a knee up so you couldn't fly, so you fired up the Datsun and drove the manual 900 yeah, miles. Yeah, I drove, I drove the Cherry. I drove the, the Nissan Cherry to Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, you drove the Sunny 1,000 miles over to Dortmund. But um, I don't know, I need to do it at some point, but I'm not a big fan of uh, change. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll do it one day. Any other news at your end? Anything going on? Uh, no, not a lot really. A lot of uh, a lot of rookie stuff and uh, reading about the shootings at the Super Bowl parade. I read today that it was a it was a dispute. You know, he took his gun just in case he had a dispute. Do you uh, do you often take guns in case you get into an argument? Oh, I often do. Yeah, in uh, in Braintree, Essex, I often take the AK forty seven just in case I get in a row with a kid. I mean, where do you even start with that sort of carry on? At what point do you pack a load of weapons to a celebration? I mean, if that doesn't tell you that there's a huge fucking gun problem in America, I don't know what does, but they just won't have it, will they? They won't at all. I mean, we're getting too political. You see all this, you can't change the amendment, the Second Amendment. Yes, you can. It's called an amendment. Have you seen that Jim Jeffries uh, skit before? <laughs> I've not seen that, to be honest. It's decent. They'll go, you cannot change the Second Amendment. He goes, yes, you can. It's called an amendment. Um <laughs> But yeah, you, you can't tell them they're not going to listen. I don't think it'll ever change once you start shooting up kids and everyone's fine with it. That's um, countries in the ground, really. Yeah, I mean, someone said uh, years ago that if they wasn't going to change after Sandy Hook and lo- losing a load of kids, then when, when on earth are they going to actually change? And it kind of hits home, doesn't it? Oh, it's nuts. I mean, you can probably remember. Do you remember the massive, uh, was it the Dunblane Massacre? I think I was probably about 10 years old or something. But that was the last one, I think. That was 96. Yeah, that was um, Andy Murray's school, wasn't it? He, he was a pupil there, wasn't he? Yeah, when you started saying, yeah, that was, I thought you might have known the bloke. I was going to say, this is a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't start linking me with shooters just because I'm brown. That's not that's not on, is it? Well, no comment. Get cancelled already. So, uh, yeah, it sort of marred quite a... Well, I say a good soup. I will get into it. I thought it was crap, but um, you don't need to be shooting at, at the celebration. It sort of puts a damper on your day, don't it? Yeah, I mean... A lot of kids have gone there to to celebrate their team winning. You know, I've been to Arsenal parades and I've been to Arsenal celebrations and stuff like that. You just don't expect to get shot there, do you? No, and I've not really looked at all the numbers, but apparently was it nine kids or 11 kids have been shot? And You don't even think about it, do you, really? But terrible state of affairs. Yeah, so the Super Bowl is over. The whole season is over. The drinks have been poured and, and the Gatorade has been flipped. We'll have a little talk on the actual Super Bowl. We'll have some discussion on the free agent running backs and also a bonus section on the senior bowl. For nerds like us, you know, we have probably as much interest in the senior bowl or more than we do the actual uh, Super Bowl. So um, we're each going to have a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back and a tight end that we felt a little bit more positive about coming out of the senior bowl. But 
first off, let's take a look at the uh, the actual Super Bowl. As you mentioned earlier, it was a little bit crap, wasn't it, really? It was, to be honest. And it was, um, I think it ended really well in overtime. It was quite fun, weren't it? But other than that, we were, I think we were a bit bored. I was out with a few lads in a, like an unlimited wing place. And my mate Liam in our league, he was nodding, um, absolutely knackered. Probably says it all, don't it? Falling asleep in the Super Bowl in a pub. Yeah, it's not great for Liam, is it? I mean, did he uh, did he actually buy any wings? I know he don't like spending. <laughs> he got the, he's a bit tight, Liam, to be fair, but he got the unlimited nudge. He did the classic nudge, though, because he was facing away from the table. He was like at the head of the table, so nobody could see if he was nodding. We just saw his little head just bouncing up and down. <laughs> so um, he thought he got away with it. But, uh, yeah, I think he still owes me for the Uber home, actually, so I'll have to give him a tap up. Yeah, you're not going to see that money, are you? No chance at all. But what do you make of it? Because, uh, I mean, I was watching it in sort of a bar. It was a bit of a pain. You can't quite hear everything. But I thought it was a bit poor. from Just from a fantasy perspective, we like to see the lads go off and nobody really stood out massively, did they? No, not really. It was just, for me, it boiled down to just Mahomes being inevitable. He's kind of become... Tom Brady level of clutch, hasn't he? And and the Chiefs are a little bit like the Patriots. I was saying it for weeks before the playoffs, wasn't I? Where they just get games won and they'll just win in clutch situations and they just get the job done. They've got a good defence and Spagnolo schemes them up well and they just get win games. And it, do you know what? The, the depressing thing for every other side is they're not even really that good offensively. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That final drive with Mahomes, it was just everyone at the table I was at was just sort of knew it was going to happen you could just see the way I don't know he's just got ice in his veins and when he does that little head tilt nudge he walks with like a, a sideways head tilt I think yeah it's game on and um, yeah as you said they're not actually that good and he's still just outperforming as you said like Brady at the Patriots throwing to bums for years but just gets it done yeah, I mean, Marcus Valdez, Scantley, Nicole Hardman, Young Joker, Sky Moore, you know, Rashi Rice is good and Kelsey obviously is good, but it's not great, is it? I mean, I don't think they've got much at running back either. Mahomes was the top running, top rusher for his team on the day and Pacheco's okay, but he runs like an absolute dweeb, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. Pacheco's absolutely fine, but um, he seems to be rising quite a bit in Dynasty. People are catching on to the fact that Pacheco is the Chiefs running back, but... I don't know if I'd fancy investing in him because I just don't think he's that stable because they could just chuck any old bum in there apart from our boy Clyde edwards helaire Yeah, I think um, running back and wide receiver are definitely two areas where they can improve this year. And it wouldn't surprise me to see them maybe sign a free agent running back. I don't know their cap situation. They've still got the deal to get done with Chris Jones. and I think Lejarius Sneed needs paying, but um, there's areas where they can upgrade offensively and, it's kind of depressing for everyone else, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, to be honest. And I know that people are off Kelsey and Dynasty purely because of his age and stuff, but he's just so good. And part of me thinks, you know, if I was him, would I retire? But why would you run it back and go for that? They want to go for the the, uh, the three-peat, don't they? And I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't put it past them. Um, talking to Kelsey, he actually bores me to, to tears. I can't, I can't stand him personally. He just winds me up. He's just a as big David Gray says, he's a poor man's Gronk, isn't he? But he had a fairly decent game. I think he only had one catch at half time, and then he, he barged into Andy Reid, which really, really annoyed me. I mean, who does he think he is barging into his coach? You know, he'll dress it up as passion and wanting to get back in the game, man. But 
just don't be a dickhead. You know, Andy Reid don't need that. He's, he just fancies a cheeseburger every now and then. He don't want this dickhead bumping into him, does he? Yeah, exactly that. And I've got no time for him. He gets on the mic at the end. Viva Las Vegas. And did you see the picture? Of, don't want to mention her, but Taylor Swift, she was proper cringing. Professional singer. And you've got your big bellend boyfriend singing Elvis Presley numbers at the Super Bowl. Do me a favour. Yeah, I'm just, I can't, I can't be dealing with Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers and, and their mum. And I quite like the dad because he stays out of the way. So, yeah, I'm team Ed Kelsey. Donna, Jason and, and Travis can get in the bin. I'm sick of them all. I'll be honest, I've never even heard his old man's name until just then, which I think says everything you need to know. But yeah, his brother as well. He was wearing some sort of yellow and orange dungaree set up and he was absolutely plastered walking around. I'm, he just loves the attention. He doesn't do it as much as... Travis, but he loves it, doesn't he? I'm, he? The whole family is just boring. Do you find it a bit weird that Jason wears like Chiefs colours? I'm surprised they put up with that over there. They that wouldn't happen over here, would it? You know, imagine like Jack Wilshire going to his brother's game and his brother plays for Spurs. He wouldn't dress in Spurs colours, would he? No, it doesn't fly over here at all, does it? It's uh, especially he's, he's only retired a couple of weeks ago. It's um, yeah, very very weird carry on. So I got no time for it at all, but. Yeah, Nicole Hardman, the utter bum that nobody likes, gets the winner. Yeah, um, sums up this Super Bowl for me. I didn't really enjoy it that much. It's sort of like a bit of a letdown. The the playoffs were really good, but yeah, the, the entire game wasn't great, I don't think. Did Nicole uh, Shanahan throw this one away? I think so. It's classic Shanahan trying to be too clever. And I know we had a lot of chat in our, um, our groups about whether they should have you know, taking the ball to start overtime or whether they should have gone second. But I think the, the logic is go second, isn't it? It is with these new overtime rules. As we was chatting about in the group, you get four downs because you've got to have it, haven't you? And you're not, you're not just using the three downs. You, you're using them all. If you go second and, you know, you know what you've got to do if you've got the ball second, don't you? That's exactly it. You sort of get a free one, don't you? Because you're never going to just punt it. If you, if you need to score, you're going to go for it. So you get an extra play and, yeah, I thought it was really poor and throughout it's just a bit crap. I mean, look at the, the weapons they've got, Ayuk, Debo and Kill, just not really getting enough work. And you think, what are you doing really? You've got all these weapons and constantly trying to be clever, funneling it through Juwan Jennings and yeah, not for me. Yeah, I mean, Juwan Jennings had a decent game, but he's not the guy that you want to be focusing on in, on in a Super Bowl, is he? I mean, he threw the touchdown pass to McCaffrey and he's had a few nice receptions but it was three receptions a piece for Ayuk, Debo, Debo and, and Kittle it wasn't really enough was it you're not using your players he stopped running McCaffrey who was having early success and just for me Brock Purdy he was okay he was fine but he, he just doesn't elevate anything does he really beyond what's already schemed for him yeah that's that's the thing. I mean, that's probably been our concern about Brock Purdy the whole way I know that we've sort of changed a bit because you have to adjust but He's just fine, but he needs better play call. He needs to focus on his key weapons. And as you said, he's never going to elevate much unless you want to kill a president, um, allegedly. Yeah, so let's talk about this because I've been I've been referring to Brock Purdy as, as the man in the Texas Book Depository for quite a while now. And now people are on the on the uptake with it, aren't they? You're a lawyer. You you need to sort this for me because I was I was first on this one, wasn't I? You were first on it a long time ago. But you are right. I've seen loads of people. I think a couple of big. Fantasy accounts have posted a couple of um, Lee Harvey Oswald pictures and Brock Purdy. You're absolutely raging. So, yeah, not good. Did you uh, Did you see the guy in the press conference uh, mention it to him? I didn't see that. No, <laughs> he mentioned to to Purdy about how do you feel about you know these these uh, images going around of you looking like Lee Harvey Oswald and 
Purdy was absolutely stumped. He didn't expect the question and he didn't really know how to answer it. And he was just kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what what do you say when you get on sofa week asked if if you've heard that you look like a, a killer of a president? <laughs> yeah, not for me. But also, just before I forget, because I will forget this one, do you see Brandon Ayuk's brother piping up on, on Instagram? Now, I don't know if he's linked to him. I don't know if he's an agent of any sort. But you see this? No, I didn't see that. What was he saying? His brother pipes up and said, uh, you know, it's disgusting. My brother only got three targets in a Super Bowl. That's why we're out of here. I don't know where the we comes from. Like, is he the agent or is he? I don't, is Ayuk piping up for his brother? It's a bit of a weird public thing. I don't know if Brandon Ayuk knows anything about it, but his brother's clearly uh, piping up a bit on social media. I saw something from his girlfriend where she said they're kind of out of there as well. I know he's going to be going into the final year of his deal. So is he thinking that he might get traded when the 49ers try and get something back for him while he's got a year left? I don't I don't know. But I, I saw that from his girlfriend saying that they're probably going to be out of there. Yeah, maybe it's, um I don't know, just trying to cause a bit of fuss and try and get paid. I don't don't really know. But it was a bit poor, I thought, really, because nobody likes losing. But you don't need your, your mouthy brother piping up, do you? Just on that, though, I think Ayuk could be a really good player in another offence where he's used more. Yeah, I agree. I really like him. He's excellent. Um, but as we've seen in this game, he doesn't really get used enough. What do you make of, of Kittle, really? Because Kittle's a player that in Dynasty, people just don't really like that much. He's a bit up and down, but I almost think he's becoming a value because people just aren't on him at all. Yeah, he's getting a bit older and um, I think people are, you know, there's been an influx of tight ends as well. And I think people were on all of these newer tight ends that have come in. But I agree. I think Kittle's a really good value, especially with Purdy at quarterback, especially if they lose Ayuk. I don't think Debo's reliable. I, I think Kittle's a, a decent buy for next year, especially if you're a contender and you uh, need a tight end. Because, yeah, Purdy likes him. He gets. I think he's had a decent season this year as well, as well Kittle. But there are going to be games when they barely use him because he's such an elite run blocker and he just blocks the whole game. But... Yeah, I think he's decent, Kittle. You're going to get down weeks from all tight ends, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, I'm not really massively in on Kittle, but the market is moving in such a way that I probably will be, just because uh, if you can pick him up for pretty much nothing, it's probably worth doing. Yeah, I agree. I've always liked him as a player as well. I think he's a really elite tight end because he's a two-way tight end as well, similar to Gronk in that they can block for their life and they're really good pass catchers. And I like that. I like the two-way tight ends. But... um. I'm just happy that, uh, that Shanahan's fixed it all by uh, firing his defensive coordinator. Yeah, this is a classic. Uh, take the attention away from your own mistakes and just fire someone else because it definitely wasn't on the DC at all, was it? Oh, poor Steve Wilkes has uh, kept the Chiefs to, uh, you know, what was it, 19 points or something in the whole game and, he, and then he's fired the, the, the week after. Yeah, it's not for me, really. No, not at all. But do, do you think that they're going to run it back with Brock Purdy? Is he going to be the guy again? I don't know. I was thinking about this today when we was uh, sort of putting this together. I didn't know whether to include something about whether uh, they'll go with Purdy next year. Do you think that if, I don't know their cap situation, but if Shanahan got a chance at Cousins that he might go for him? I think that's the risk, isn't it, really? I think they probably, the starting point is they'll go with Purdy, but I don't think they'll be against pursuing an opportunity if it comes up. If Cousins can't get that team-friendly deal done in, in Minnesota, who knows? Um, they've moved on from Trey Lance, who they put loads of draft capital in. So they've moved on quickly before, and they're not committed to Purdy, are they? Mr. Irrelevant, and they'll probably get something back for him. So who knows? It's a risky situation. 
Yeah, I mean, I was never high on Purdy. I think he's done well this year. He, he was fine in the Super Bowl. He's just not elevating anything. He's, he's very much a, a system quarterback. I know people don't like people saying that, but it's true, isn't it? It is, but do you know what? We've had quarterbacks like this before that are fine, but they're okay. I mean, Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins for years was thought about like this, wasn't he really? He's a bit of a game manager and fine, but actually, as he's got older, Cousins has got better and better, and, and you can win with Cousins. So, I don't know. It's... um. Be interesting to see how Purdy got on any, anywhere else, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you just don't want him in Texas, really, do you? He'll end up in that book depository again. <laughs> well, he might have been at the parade the other day, based on what's <laughs> gone on. So uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the uh, the free agent running backs. You know, we're not um, including every single running back because the list is quite big. We're just going to include a, a bunch of guys that have interest for us, and you know, obviously, interest in fantasy wise, but. Um, First up on the list, uh, this guy needs out of this crappy franchise. Talk to me about the first guy. Yeah, it's a shame, really. But Saquon Barkley, uh, now a free agent, and all the talk is really that he's probably going to be leaving the Giants. We um, sort of tagged and done a deal last year, and he got paid slightly above the tag, didn't he? And it was always going to be a one and done, really. And I think, as much as it pains me, we don't really need him. We're not in a position to win now, and we're just playing, pow- sorry, plowing money into a player that probably deserves to go elsewhere and have a shot. So, yeah, very same to see him go. But in fantasy, I quite like where he could possibly go. There's some really good landing spots out there. What do you make of it? I see the Texans linked with him in nearly every uh, every free agency sort of write-up or, or you know, article I see on the net. He's always Barkley and Texans, and that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's the ideal landing spot, I think, really. And I don't, I've not pulled up their cap situation, really. But just based on their roster construction, it's just full of rookies. It's a load of youngsters. So you'd like to think that they're in a good position, really, to add a really elite running back that they need. So that would be lovely. What, they've, what got, think- um, they've got tons of cap, by the way. They've got about 76 million or something. Yeah, well, it's perfect situation then. I mean, what do you think the market value is on Barkley? Because I think people are quite down. He's 26, I think, now. So he's that sort of age and... People aren't sure where he's going to be. I don't think he costs that much. And the upside for a couple of years is very, very high. I mean, a three-year, $10 million a year deal is decent, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, he was getting just over the... I think the cap cost is about 10-ish million, isn't it? But obviously, that's a year. So, I mean, if he gets that sort of deal for three years, that's quite nice for a running back. There's probably going to be some uh, some outs on on year two, but yeah, three year, ten million deal. I think I don't think the days of running backs getting beyond sort of ten or twelve million. I don't think it's going to happen. What did, I can't remember what Taylor got last year, but he's younger, isn't he? But Barkley at twenty six, I think three years at ten million would be uh, would be decent. You got outs on the on the on two years. I think that's that's a decent deal, isn't it? It is. I mean, in dynasty specifically though what do you reckon you're gonna to have to pay in dynasty because i don't think he's costing anywhere near i mean a couple of years ago he was sort of two first plus borderline three first at one point but i think the market's moved massively i don't think people are that in on barclay what's he costing a first plus yeah i, don't, I still think he's a first plus but i don't know maybe a first and a second or or a first and a couple of upside players but i don't think he's going to cost what he used to and he's potentially um entering a better situation than he's ever had, isn't he? I mean, the Texans line, if he goes there, he's decent. He could, wherever he could end up, it could be a better situation than he's ever had in his career, couldn't it? Yeah, I suppose just playing devil's advocate, though, it also could have a negative impact in that 
he's been the main man at the Giants for so long and there's no real other target. So if he goes to the Texans, there's a few other weapons that are going to get some work. And I don't know, but you're right. It'll be the best quarterback he's played with, the best line he's played with, really good defense, good young receivers. It's a massive upside situation. So definitely gone from your place? Yeah, I think so, sadly. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think he's likely gone. I think it's quite exciting, actually, a player of the calibre of Saquon being available and who where he could go, to be honest. It is. I just hope that he's had his injury problems. Do you remember when Todd Gurley left the Rams and went to the Falcons and didn't really do anything and then just completely disappeared? I'd be gutted if that sort of happened. I really want to see him flying because he's such a fun player when he's healthy. That's the thing, isn't it? The fitness issues have been a problem. But yeah, I, I, he's great to watch when he's fit and he can just create from nothing, can't he? Decent pass catcher as well. We always like that. And yeah, it's going to be exciting to see him in a, in a different offense, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So talk to me about the next guy. Yeah, I think this could be um, I think this could be a decent pickup and he could be looking at a similar deal to what we just mentioned for uh, Barkley. I think he's younger as well. I think he's 26, but... As well, same as Barkley, decent um, skill set, really good uh, pass catcher, decent runner, and he's uh, good in protection as well. But Josh Jacobs, the Vegas have spoke about um, trying to get him back, but I, I don't see that. I think they might have got a deal done last year if he was going to stay. But um, I think Jacobs could be a decent pickup for someone. He's got a really good um, running back skill set, and he's he's not hit that age 27 yet, has he? He's not, and he didn't get a massive workload in college either. So he's not had sort of the wear and tear that he probably should have had. Slightly younger, he came out young. So I think whoever gets paid first will set the sort of market for this offseason. Similar to we saw Juju and Jacoby Myers. They all went for around the same sort of contract, didn't they? And I suspect these running backs will probably do similar, won't they? Yeah, I mean, where do you see his landing spots for Jacobs? I mean, he's another one that Texans may look at, isn't he? I mean, the Texans might... I don't know, sort of set out at Barkley and Jacobs and take whichever one they can get cheaper, maybe. I think that's probably it. It's going to be the same sort of landing spots. Out of the two, if I'm not just in Dynasty, but real-life NFL, I'm going Barkley. But it's sort of one or the other about the same, really. If you need a running back, not a bad situation to be in. Yeah, the only thing with uh, the Texans and Jacobs is um, he's similar to Pierce and that he's a north-to-south runner, whereas I think the Texans may like the... Uh, the outside zone runs from uh, Bobby Slowick in the 49ers scheme. So I think Barkley's more in tune to that, whereas Jacobs is more... I think Jacobs is ideal for the Ravens, to be honest. Yeah, Ravens are getting very heavily linked to Derek Henry, though, aren't they? Everywhere I look seems to be Derek Henry. I don't know if it's people just wishing it or if there's actual genuine interest there. But yeah, both of them stink of Ravens, to be fair. I don't think uh, Barkley does. Well, Jacobs, um, I think, nearly got traded to the Ravens last year, didn't he? So I think there's definite interest there. And I, I, there's, a, there's obviously a need at the Ravens as well. So wouldn't surprise me, depending on uh, on the price. I think the Ravens are OK for cap as well. But it wouldn't surprise me if Josh Jacobs ends up on the uh, on the Ravens. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. There's quite a few landing spots around, though, really. It's a bit of an outside one, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Packers are potentially interested in a running back. Yeah, they tried to trade for Taylor last year, apparently, did they? And I think uh, Dylan's gone. I think they'll keep Jones, but then I think they need to add one to Jones. And Jacobs could be the uh, the banger that they need, couldn't he? Yeah, one of them landing there wouldn't surprise me at all. Jones will be in the building, but he's older, got a year left, and he can be a receiving back. But yeah, Dylan's out of there, so they need to add something. I know we like Emmanuel Wilson, don't we, in Green Bay, but they're going to add something, I think. Yeah, for sure. What about the next guy? Are you a fan or, or do you think he's finished? I'm sort of a fan, but I think he could 
potentially be finished if he doesn't land well, and that's Austin Eckler. Um, I've picked him up in a couple of startups recently, and I've got him in a couple of very cheap trades because he just costs nothing. And I think the upside is very, very high if he lands correctly because he's been brilliant. He's not, you know, he's a bit older, isn't he now? But he's not had the wear and tear of other running backs. I just don't know. Where can you see him possibly landing? Um, I'm not sure if the Dolphins uh, take a look at him if most it's gone. Um, I think he fits that sort of Shanahan wide scheme, but um, the pass catching element as well. I mean, that's the thing about him. You're always going to get that pass catching element which is useful for fantasy football isn't it yeah that's the thing you know he could uh, I know he's a bit older but he's so good out of the backfield and um, that's going to add value so he could land somewhere that you just don't really expect he can complement a proper banger as well and probably wouldn't be the worst thing for it, for his career for a couple of years but have you got any interest in Dynasty in Eckler so well, I picked him up in um, in a deal in that Edu Barbecue League and it was just a really like, like you said he's, he's I think people have lost all interest in him, so I picked him up fairly cheap. And yeah, I'm happy to um, pick him up cheap and just to see where he lands. Really, I mean, even if he gets a decent landing spot, you can sell him, can't you? That's exactly it. He's costing nothing. I think a second probably gets it done quite easily in dynasty in, in some leagues. Which crazy when you think he was the running back one just over a year ago overall. Yeah, he seems like a decent lad as well, doesn't he? He's got that podcast, I think, with um, the Reception Perception guy. I can't remember his name now, but he's got a podcast with him and he comes across really well, actually. And I, He's a back I quite like. He's, he's bursty, shifty, and he's got that pass catching. So I quite like Eckler. I think he'd be a nice pro somewhere as well. Yeah, there's no way he's not going to have a job. And as long as he's on a roster, he's going to have some work. So I've got interest in Dynasty. As I said, if you pick him up for, for very cheap or get him thrown in, I think I moved... Pacheco for Eckler in an early second and I was sort of happy with that because I think if he lands well the upside is probably higher than Pacheco in the short term yeah I agree with that one what about the uh, the next guy then the big dog talk to me yeah the big man Derek Henry we've been writing him off for about five years it feels like <laughs> he's, everyone always thinks this is the year he falls off and he's actually been alright still hasn't he um, he's not been terrible he's on a terrible team but he's definitely got some value for the next year or so at least we saw him in the uh, in the flesh at, um, at the hot, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he's a sight, isn't he, when he's in full flow? He really is. He reminds me of myself. And also, just a bit of a segue, the lads that I was out with on the Super Bowl night, every single one of the fuckers was about six foot five. It was incredible. <laughs> like we, we took a little photo. One of them six five, one six four, one six three, one six two. There's me at five seven. Like, right at the end, I was fuming. Um, did they, but, did they ask all them lads when they were, when they was going to take their kid home? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? We we got a little photo. We looked like one of those Russian dolls. You know, you keep opening them. Um, <laughs> it was decent, decent, decent power. But um, yeah, the big dog, Derek Henry, he's a, a monster of a man. And if he lands correctly, I keep saying the Ravens, I mean, that is going to be an incredible landing spot. Even if it's just for a year, I think... Dynasty's getting more about that, isn't it? Just getting these one-year guys for cheap that are going to put up good numbers because other than the top handful of lads, there's not much difference, is there, between running back six to running back 20? There's a massive tier. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, you've got the the top five with sort of bell cow, not bell cow, but top roles at their sides. You've got Bijan, Taylor, Brees Hall, and I don't know. McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey and, and those guys. But then beyond that, you kind of want to just take flyers on guys, don't you? 
Yeah, exactly that. There's loads of guys that shouldn't be anywhere near the top list, but they will be on volume. Lads like Pacheco and Rashad White are going to be fine. But if Henry lands somewhere and gets 280 touches, I mean, he's going to be a running back one for a year quite easily. He's not not going to land in a shit place, is he? Do you want to know my my landing spot for the big dog? I, I, I know you very well. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I knew I knew you were going to say it. And that's not part of the show sheet for any of you fuckers giving us grief now. That's uh, pure off the dome. I, yeah. I pulled that out. Yeah, Cowboys were, were it for me. I think I think it'd be really good for the Cowboys. I think they missed they missed Zeke last year. Not necessarily Zeke, but somebody in that role, didn't they? Pollard is not the one. We always had concerns about him and it struggled a bit. And Yeah, Zeke is that sort of player. There's no way uh, Jerry Jones is going to let him go, is there? Just adding that element to the Cowboys' offense could be huge. Just someone like a banger like that would be excellent. I mean, they've always had a decent line, Dallas, and they could obviously improve that in the draft because it's very O line uh, heavy this draft. And add another guy to that decent O line and get the big dog running. I think that's good for Dallas. Yeah, I think that would be really, really nice. And for Dynasty, it wouldn't move the needle too much, but certainly for a year. He'd have a massive boost, and if you're not competing, that's a sell time, isn't it? Wherever he lands. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. What about the next guy, DeAndre Swift? What are we saying? I don't know. DeAndre Swift has let me down a bit. I sort of we like him, don't we? DeAndre Swift. We've always been a, a big fan, and he landed finally in Philadelphia. Came out. I think week one he struggled last year, didn't he? Didn't get much work, and then week two he just went nuts. Then he fell off a bit towards the end of the year. I don't know if they keep him in Philadelphia. Do you think he stays? Um, he's a Philadelphia boy, isn't he? And I think there's a chance that he signs there cheaply. Um, they're never going to pay a lot of money for their running backs, but I do think they like him. And um, the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, I think he'll like DeAndre Swift as well. So I think there's a chance he stays there, depending on the money. But um, I think he kind of fell off when Philadelphia, the whole team fell off. So I don't think that was completely on him, but... He had some really good games for them last year behind that offensive line. He's very, very shifty, catches well. He's a running back that I'd love to see on the Chiefs, but I don't don't know if that's ever happening with their cap situation. No, that's the frustrating thing. It's just the usage in Philadelphia. They've used him. Sometimes he's playing 50% of snaps, and then he's only getting receiving work, and he's just not quite been consistent. And they try and blend in Kenneth Gainwell to take loads of carries and yeah, I don't really know what they're trying to do. If it, it might be he just wants to stay home and get paid a reasonable amount of cash and it might be an easy deal. But I, I've sort of dampened my expectations on Swift a little bit because I just don't know if you can trust him consistently enough. The amount of times he was vultured by uh, Jalen Hurts on the uh, on the one-yard line as well. That's the only thing I would also say keep an eye on though because Jalen Hurts put up so many points last season with these tush-push nudges and... I don't know if they're going to ban it, but teams are either getting more smart to it or the NFL might rule it out because it's not fun, is it? And if that happens, those carries need to go somewhere. Yeah, I don't think they'll outlaw it. And I I, I wouldn't be that happy if they did. It's up to teams to stop it, isn't it? I mean, there was a play last year when the Philadelphia Eagles threatened to run it and then actually reversed it to Swift and it kind of caught them off off guard. I'm surprised more teams don't do that, try and fake the tush push and then run it out because... Nobody was ready for the swift run on, on like the counter for it. So, yeah, I'm surprised more don't do that. But I wouldn't like to see it outlawed. Yeah, I'm the same. It's a bit boring. But like you said, it's um it's a tactic. And it's no different to sort of punting it long in football and to the big man up top, I suppose. But 
I don't know. If they say it's a safety issue, that's the only thing. If someone goes down and bends their neck, you know, like rugby scrums, someone gets their neck broken, suddenly completely banned. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, on to the next running back. So this is uh, the guy currently in Dallas, uh, Tony Pollard. Do you see him staying there or do you see him moving? Oh, I don't know. Tony Pollard's in my bad books as well because we hated him, didn't we? And I finally paid up in one league and he was garbage all season. So I think he might move on really because they've sort of realised he's not the one. He just can't carry the load the way Zeke Elliott used to. And if they sign the big man, um, Pollard would be quite a good compliment to, to Derek Henry, wouldn't he? But I don't know. I think he could move. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we differ on this one because I think he could stay there. I think they might sign a banger and then sign Pollard on a cheap one-year deal and then I think they roll with the two to try and get it over the line. But yeah, I could see him staying as a, as a complimentary piece and how he was used best when, when Zeke was there and just get another banger. They're going to need a couple of running backs there, aren't they? Because the other guys there are, are bums, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose it depends how much money they're talking because they tagged him, didn't they? So what was that, 10-odd million quid? Yeah. And can he get more on the market? What are they going to offer to pay him? I can't imagine it's going to be over 10 million quid, even even on a couple of year deal. I just don't think they're going to pay much, especially if they bring someone in. So if you're Pollard, do you want to stay on board for 6 million quid or do you want to test the market somewhere? Yeah, I mean, even if he tests the market and, and you know, don't get a bite, then, then what does he do? I mean, he's going to stay cheaper in Dallas, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I, I don't know. We'll see. About Dynasty, though, have you got any interest in, in fantasy? Is he worth a little punt now that the price has dropped a bit? Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind him, actually. Uh, depending on the price, I mean, what are you paying for Tony Pollard right now, too? I think so. I think that's it, isn't it? And a year or so ago, he was going at running back five overall, I think, in Dynasty, which is mad. Yeah, people really expected the big year in Dallas this year, and it just never happened, did it? No, and I sort of didn't fall for it, but I got one one exposure to Pollard in a league where I just needed the guy. So I didn't really get burned. I don't think you had him anywhere, did you? Yeah, I've got him in a couple of leagues where he was like a hangover from when I had him from previous years. I didn't I didn't go out and get him last year. I think I sold him in one league as well. But um, yeah, I've got him in a couple just as a leftover and he's fine as like a depth running back for me because they're, they're fairly decent squads. But yeah, I just I'll roll with him and and see where he rolls next year. Really, if he gets a decent job, then I might even try and sell him. But um, I, I think I got him for very very little, so I'm happy to just let him stay there and, until I can get value or he or he runs into the ground. Really, yeah, I think in superflex leagues, if I can get a two, I'd happily just move on unless I'm desperate to keep running backs. But yeah, we're getting a bit more enthusiastic about this year's rookie class and the running backs, aren't we? So yeah, I'd take a two and reset, but. If he lands somewhere, who knows? Yeah, on to the next guy now. And um, this is one of my uh, my favourites, actually. And uh, I listened to a podcast today. I can't remember which one it was, but um, they're similar to me. They're big fans of him and kind of hoping for a nice landing spot. And he's been mentioned with the Ravens as well a few times. And that, for me, would be lovely. But Antonio Gibson, formerly of the, uh, the Washington Commanders, uh, do you think he's definitely gone from the Commanders first? And secondly, where do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely gone. Uh, do you think he's gone? Um, yeah, probably. I think they'll roll with Robinson, won't they? And they've got Chris Rodriguez there. I mean, I think Robinson and Rodriguez are crap, but um, I don't think they're going to re-sign Gibson. I think uh, he definitely won't stay in if Shotgun Ron was still there because I think he hated him, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. I mean, I'm with you. I'm a big fan of Gibson. I think you were a, 
in love with the bloke for a while. It's just not quite worked out. He had it all going from didn't he? Six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds, receiving former wide receiver, and he's had two very good seasons, then completely fell off. So I think he's definitely out of the building, but I just don't know where. I've got absolutely no clue. I don't know if he goes in a complimentary role or I don't think he goes somewhere as the running back one. At the very least, he's going to be a really good third down back because he's a, he's a really, really good pass catcher. So I think he's going to add value. And, you know, pass catching is obviously valuable to us in fantasy football, isn't it? Exactly that. Exactly. And we link everyone with the Chiefs, but I could sort of see it just because his skill set really complements what Pacheco does. And Pacheco gets those hard yards running like an idiot. And Antonio Gibson could sort of be a bit of a gadget player. And there's definitely a role for him in the league. I just, it would all depend on landing spot, wouldn't it, really, as to whether you're going to want to buy at the value in Dynasty. Yeah, I think what people need to realise about the Chiefs as well, similar to the Patriots, they're going to get a lot of people that want to go there and not want the money because they're going to want the rings, aren't they? That's it, because they're guaranteed to, to get into the playoffs pretty much without any question, aren't they? So, yeah, if you want to chase the ring, that's the place to go. Yeah, they might get some discounts on some lads who just want to chase rings. I think the Patriots used to do it as well, didn't they? And Brady never took the full amount of money and they used to spread that money a bit around. And I think the Chiefs will be similar. Mahomes, I don't think he's... Set on being heavily paid every season. I think he's got a big deal, but yeah, he's not taking loads of money, or certainly not as much as he deserves, is he, Mahomes, right now? No, did you know, when he first got paid, it was crazy money, but actually now it looks like a bit of a bargain. Yeah, they'll re-up it and they'll they'll restructure it and change it because he, he, he deserves it. But yeah, he, I don't think he's one of those that's going to be super greedy like Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean, where else do you think you know, he could possibly land because there's quite a few teams that might be in the conversation for a running back. I mean, the Giants are going to need a running back if Saquon goes. The Dolphins could potentially add someone. I mean, your mob could even be looking at a running back potentially. Um, Yeah, I mean, our mob could definitely uh, take a look at Gibson, I think, because I think we've only got Roche on. I think Khalil Herbert's out the door and um, who's the other? Donta Foreman's gone as well. So, yeah, we probably need a a piece next to uh, Roshan Johnson. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind Antonio Gibson. I'm glad you linked him with us because you know I like Gibson, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I've got him in leagues if you fancy. A second, it will cost you. <laughs> yeah, I thought he might. Yeah, so he'll definitely have a job. And, you know, there is upside with Gibson, isn't there? If you want to, he's probably still going to cost you, I don't know, just an upside loan. You're not getting him for a three, are you? It's probably still going to cost you a two in Dynasty. Yeah, definitely a two for Gibson. Nobody's, I think, selling Gibson for a three. But yeah, I think a two is probably bang on, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, um, yeah, the next guy on the list, really, this is um, a bit of a shame, really, because we both really love this guy. But it's another one. I think the same draft class. J.K. Dobbins, um, all the upside in the world. And he's just been killed by injuries just when he comes back. Bang, he's gone again. And is that is that done for Gibson? Uh, no, for Dobbins. Do you think he's going to get another job or have any relevance ever again? I think he's definitely going to get the chance for a job. I think it just really depends on how he recovers because it's now an ACL and an Achilles, which are two big killers for running backs, aren't they? That's the thing, and he's never really been brilliant. Like it's all been upside, really. He's never been consistently healthy. Played 15 games in his rookie season, got injured, missed his second year in the league, played eight games in his third season. He's just never really had the opportunity to stay healthy. So it's all a projection. I always think of that clip. You remember in training camp where he absolutely smashes one of his trainers and knocks him about 
15 meters across the, the field. He's um very gifted athlete. It's just a bit of a shame. And I don't know. I think at the right price, I'm happy to stash him. But the issue you'll have in a couple of these lads, particularly on sleeper, is that once he's not on a, a roster, he's not going to be on IR. So you've got to burn an actual roster spot on, on Dobbins. And yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. He'll get chances because he was a first-round pick and they get chances for a little while yet. It just really depends on his fitness. Um, do you think there's a chance he might go back to Baltimore? I don't know. I don't know because they definitely need a running back. I mean, they've got a load of sort of guys, haven't they? But they've not really got a guy. So it's not impossible they might keep him around. I think he was a second-round pick, wasn't he? Don't know if he was um, first. Yeah, I think he was a second round pick actually. Yeah, I, I, I think there was many. I think was this that the, was the, was the Edward Solaire year? He was the only one, wasn't he? It, it was. Edward Solaire went back of the first, then Jonathan Taylor went early second, That's and it, I think yeah. Dobbins did the same with Swift as well. So, um, on paper, what a running back class, but it just hasn't worked out, has it? Yeah, Taylor's the only one really, wasn't he? I mean, Swift a little bit, but yeah, it was mainly Taylor, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw that you've taken Dobbins in a couple of startups just very cheap and at that sort of price, I don't really mind doing it. I don't know if I'd be buying. Could look very silly though if he gets healthy and they don't sign um, Derek Henry in, in Baltimore and he stays on. Who knows? There is a path. It's just a bit of a long shot. Yeah, our boy Alex from our NFL group, he, uh, I think he legit hates running backs and I think he sold Dobbins to me in a league for a, a fifth or a fourth and I was just happy to gamble a fourth or a fifth away on uh, on, on J.K. Dobbins doing something but you know it might have just been a pick thrown away but I can deal with it as a, a fourth or a fifth yeah I think for that for that sort of upside it's worth a fourth or a fifth isn't it but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sort of uh, on waivers at some point if he doesn't get a job it's a bit of a sad one I mean let's talk about the next guy because this is um he wasn't quite a success where he went but he was alright had some usable games but Zeke Elliott um, went to New England and he had some games where actually he was fine. I sold him in the playoffs to a couple of contenders for a third. I think I bought him for a third because he was the guy in New England and he was all right, wasn't he? Do you know what? I think he might end up at your mob. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, there's another guy on this list that I think could end up at our place, but I don't think he'll want lots of money. He probably just wants a bit of limelight, a bit of a job, and I think he's all right. You know, <laughs> I think that's about it. Yeah, he he can catch. He pass protects very very well, and yeah, I just think, I just think he's going to be an option for you guys if Barkley goes. I mean, he's a like a poor man's Barkley, but he's still got something there, hasn't he? Uh, Zeke Elliott, he will like playing in New York, and I think you're going to improve your line as well, hopefully in this draft. And I think I think that could be a decent little signing, depending obviously again on the money and what he wants. But yeah, I could see that one. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think you're absolutely right. He is a, a poor man's Saquon Barkley, but as you said, he's fine. Just a shame. His last ever play for Dallas, he got put on his ass, didn't he? But, um, yeah, he was playing at centre, though, wasn't he? I don't know what was yeah. going on there. Yeah, I won't hold it against him. But <laughs> I think he'll, he'll definitely have a job. He's proved that he can still play, and he was actually fine. I started him, I think, in a, might have been in a final against you in the Forts and Prayers League. Yeah, yeah. Um, who won that one? I don't, don't know. We've got six stars between us. That's what we need to, fo- <laughs> so we need to focus on. Um, I think the drop-off on this list starts now, doesn't it, really, with this next guy? And we could probably skip through these ones a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like this next guy, but he seems to just get jobs and do okay. Devin Singletary, I, I've got very, very little interest. I think I sold him to um, 
to kick ass, and he won the uh, the Corona through um, through some good play from a single Terry. So it worked for both of us. I was happy to get a third. He was obviously happy winning the league, but I don't know. He just seems to get jobs and do well, doesn't he? But I don't like him at all. I'm the exact same. It's just really irritating, really irritating face. His name annoys me. I think his nickname is Motor as well, which annoys me even more. Because it must be ironic because he's he's a bit of a trudger, isn't he, really? Yeah, well, trudger. I don't know if I've heard that, but I do agree. I don't even know what it means. Um, but that nails him. <laughs> I but, think yeah. I've actually just made that up. Yeah, that's definitely not a word. <laughs> he, he's a bit of a trudger. <laughs> but I got what you mean. That sums him up. Yeah, that... that... Devin Trudger. Yeah, and he sounds like a tight end. Um, but yeah, I've got no interest in him. He'll get a job if he doesn't stay where he is, but he's fine. Um, despite being really good this year, nobody likes him still, do they? No, nobody's got any time for him. I mean, people are selling the first chance that he, or the first sniff of a job that he gets, isn't he? I think it's a little bit similar for the next guy, isn't it? He is, and this is the other guy that I think could end up in New York, genuinely. I think Zach Moss... There's had times this year when Jonathan Taylor was out where he's actually been fine. He's been quite good. He's just a big, boring, bruising running back that is quite decent with his hands and he, he'll get a few touchdowns because he's quite a unit. So he'll get a job. It just might be part of a committee. Um, but nobody likes him. I hate him. His name's irritating. But any interest in Mr. Moss? No, not at all. I've got him in one league and I'm just going to hold on to him until he hopefully gets a job. But you're right, I think, linking him with your place because it was your mob that uh, drafted him, wasn't it? Have you made that up? No, no, Joe Shane was uh, at the Bills, wasn't he, in draft? Oh, sorry, I thought you meant he actually was drafted by New York Giants. I was. I thought, how much do I have to drink at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, um, no, your regime was at the Bills, wasn't they? Joe Shane and uh, yeah. Bowl. So it was those guys that drafted him. And actually, the more I sort of have a dynasty viewpoint and stuff he'll be fine as a running back if you want to just get a cheap lad in it's just going to knock a few touchdowns in behind a decent line he's going to do a job isn't he and i think that's probably the position that the new york giants are in he catches we well really... as well doesn't he he does he, he's um he's a bit of a as much as zeke elliott's a poor man's barkley zach moss is like a poor man's zeke elliott <laughs> yeah um, there's different versions of poor men in, in the running back list isn't there yeah he gets somewhere down the bottom it's us two but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he'll have a job, and actually, I, as much as long as you're not paying someone, I don't mind just slotting in a bum at running back. I think that's where the, the league's going. Yeah, it's more on the O line upgrades, really, that matter now, isn't it? You can pretty much run any guy with a pulse behind a decent O line and scheme, can't you? You can, apart from this next guy, because I think he's crap despite <laughs> liking him before. Talk to me about this, lad. Yeah, this was uh, a year, oh, when he first came into the league, he looked like he was going to be really good. He can catch, he's a big boy, he's got some big quads. AJ Dillon from the Packers, he's he's likely gone from Green Bay, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. It's not quite worked out. He was a second round pick as well, I think. And Yeah, Quadzilla. Have you noticed though, he lost his hair after year one in the league. His hair just completely fell out. And since then, he's been garbage. So yeah, there's, there's something to be read into that. Yeah, loss of hair equals loss of form. Yeah, definitely, uh, there's definitely a link in there somewhere. But um, I used to think he'd end up on the Titans. Now, I don't think so with Callahan there. I'm not sure he's a Callahan-type back. But um, where do you see Dylan going? Because he's literally a bruiser, isn't he? He's a bruiser that doesn't really do very much. You think of a bruiser, you think of a lad that's going to nudge in loads of touchdowns or be a trudger, um, as you <laughs> call him, but... He just doesn't really do what he should do at that size, does he? What is he, 240 pounds or something? He's a big lad. 
Who are you taking? Liz, I've got a question for you. Who are you taking? Uh, AJ Dillon or Jamal Williams? In in real life? Yeah. Oh, geez. I think a year ago it would have been Jamal Williams, but he was crap this year. Do you know what? I'd go AJ, AJ Dillon because I'm sick of Jamal Williams crying all the time. What about you? Um, I'd probably go Dillon because I think he's got a little bit more burst than Jamal Williams and he catches better, but... Yeah, it's fairly close between both of them being uh, just bums you run up the middle, isn't it? Yeah, and also I saw a stat earlier on Twitter. It was the list of players who were listed questionable the most times this this year. And Aaron Jones was number one. He was questionable nine weeks this year. <laughs> so yeah, nine weeks out of 17. And AJ Dillon had so many opportunities to step in and be the guy, and he didn't take any of them, and that's just not acceptable for a really good offense with a good quarterback that were punching well above their weight. And he was just crap. So he'll probably get a job, won't he? Because on on the size, people will like him. He'll turn up in pads, and he'll be huge. But I just think he's a bit bit soft for that size. Yeah, I think I'd prefer Matt Dillon, Johnny Drama, up the gut. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd prefer Matt Dillon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no interest. Now, you're going to have to take us through this next, lad, because it still hurts me. Uh, we're both a bit sad about this one because we were we were in on him when everyone was out. And, uh, yeah, a bit of a sad one for me and uh, Sean, this one. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's gone from Kansas City, isn't he? He is. And, I mean, he'll probably be in the league just because he has got that pedigree. But, I don't know. The best thing that could happen to him is he might get signed by the Bengals just because Joe Burrow used to like him. But... Yeah, it's a shame. It's just not worked out at all. It's weird because he's had a few games where he's been really good. I think he'd be a decent option on the Bengals. I don't know if they're going to cut Mixon and go with Chase Brown. And if they do, I think he'd be a decent complimentary piece. I don't think they'd need to pay a lot. And as you said, Joe Burrow loves him from his time at LSU. So I think that'd be his ideal spot, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's just a shame. Do you remember his first game in the league? I think he went for over 100 yards, but he got stuffed at the goal line about eight times on his debut. And it was sort of a sign of things to come. He just never got that work, never looked comfortable, had a few injuries. Then I think he got, was it a kidney or a liver laceration in the off-season and he missed time and everything's just been against him. And the first round capital just uh, is thrown in his face as well quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's literally turned the Chiefs off of drafting running backs, hasn't he? They just take undrafted free agents or round six or seven guys now, don't they? And it's a shame, really, because you actually think his skill set suits and complements what Pacheco does. Pacheco running around like an absolute moron, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire really good in the receiving game. On paper, it should be a decent pairing, but they just don't like him, do they? Yeah, I think that there was always an issue around his pass protection, because I think he's he's smaller than you, isn't he? I think he is actually my height. He's probably about my weight as well, 200-plus pounds. You know, <laughs> after a, a week after the holiday, yeah. Exactly that, so... Uh, I don't know. Do you know what? He'll land somewhere decent and I'll probably go back in. I know exactly what will happen. I'll be spunking my fab dollars in the off-season, adding him off waivers, thinking I've got a master plan. And it's, it's not going to work out. Please stop me. Is he going to be this year's Herb Smith? <laughs> He's going to be Herb Smith. Do you know what? If he lands in New York, um, if we sign Zach Moss and Clyde edwards like the one-two punch in our backfield, I'll be over the moon. <laughs> Yeah, which one would you go in on that out of the two for that, though? I don't know. I quite like it because I could just slag Zach Moss off for everything and still keep my boy happy. So, um, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, do you think there's a chance he could be out of the league, Clyde Rensselaer? Because nobody likes him. I, Can he be out of the league in the next year? I definitely think he could be out of the league in a year, yeah, 100%, because he's not got the build. Um, 
he's got decent burst, but he's more of a pass catcher. So, uh, you know, the influx of running backs as well and the running backs that are free agents and won't get jobs, I just think that they'll be taken ahead of Edward Solaire. So if he doesn't get this gig on the Bengals where he's obviously pals of Burrow or get a decent gig this year, I think it could be curtains for him. Yeah, I do agree, sadly. Um, yeah, let's move on because it's, it's sad, isn't it? Pulling out for our boy. Next lad on this list. Yeah, that's the bus. Yeah, what are we saying? I think he probably stays, isn't he? I think he's just he's decent sort of a pound for pound running back. He doesn't get paid a lot. He's fine. He stinks of Raven. So uh, I think he probably stays. What about you? He just seems to be up for a contract renewal every year and just goes back to Baltimore on a friendly deal every year, doesn't he? So maybe he does it again. But yeah, he's he's been doing it the last few years. He he gets what's blocked from there. I don't think he gives you much more and he's fairly reliable. Um, good pass blocker and um, decent pass catcher for his size. But yeah, he just, he's just this bog standard running back really, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's it. He's he just fine. He's probably on about two million quid a year max and that's decent value for what you get, I suppose. And I don't know, maybe if they sign Derek Henry for reasonable money, they might end up just not bothering. But otherwise, I think he's probably just going to be back there. Yeah, it won't surprise me at all. Let's move on to the next guy because I think Gus stays. But Damian Harris, I quite like Damian Harris as a running back. I think he's decent. I, I wouldn't, if I was a team, I wouldn't mind him as our as our bruiser running back. I, I'd be quite happy with Damian Harris. I think he's decent. I think he ends up at the Giants as the running back one. I think we're going to have about ten running backs this season. I think um, I think Damian Harris as the running back one for your mob would be decent, depending on obviously what you can pay him. I think you'd get him fairly cheap as well. But I think that'd be really good. It was a nice signing for Buffalo, to be fair, wasn't it? And he just got injured and never came back. But they obviously want someone in Buffalo because they added Lenny Lenny Fournette and it didn't work. And James Cook's the guy there. But James Cook's only just £200, so he's not going to be the bruiser. He's quite a good tandem there if he does want to stay. So who knows? As you said, he's going to cost nothing. He might end up staying and they might want to see what they've got. Yeah, I like Harris. I think he's a really good running back. And... Um... I think it's only injuries that held him back in Buffalo. Otherwise, I think he would have played more and, and sort of shown up more. But yeah, I quite like Harris. Yeah, agreed. I think the next lad's probably the last one that's even slightly relevant, really. The rest of them we can probably skip through. But Kareem Hunt, um, I say he's been a favourite. He's not. He's sort of allegedly been battering, is it women or children? One of the two. He kicked someone, um, didn't he, in the lobby? Not obviously their lobby, but a lobby. I was going to say, what's a member of the public doing in the, the Cleveland lobby? But yeah, he's... Uh, got a history of some problems shall we say but he's always been fine in, in fantasy and in, uh, as a football player but I don't know the last year is a bit frustrating I've got him in a couple of leagues and couldn't really use him they probably need to hang on to him though don't they because it depends what's going on with Nick Chubb yeah it might take Chubb a while to get back and it li- they literally could run him back with uh, Ford <coughs> and Hunt again couldn't they I think that's probably the logical thing to do because they want to want to see if Nick Chubb's uh healthy but they can't rely on him week one they're going to keep Ford but they can't just roll with Nick Ford and uh, Nick Ford um, Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb can they so that, I think he probably stays there what do you think I think he's an Ohio native as well so I think there's every chance that he, he stays on a, on a cheaper deal he, you know they know what they've got he knows what they've got and yeah it won't surprise me if he stays in Cleveland but um, I do think he's going to get a job if he doesn't stay in Cleveland easier this year because I think he's just a reliable back isn't he yeah, exactly. He'll probably get a job in the league. I think his days of being fantasy relevant are probably done. If you've got him at the end of your roster, you probably just hang on. But he's 
the sort of lad you're probably going to cut at some point this off season, maybe. Yeah, let's move on to the next guy because he just seems to always get a job and you always seem to end up uh, adding him through a season, don't you? I've added him a few times in the last three years and he's been really good. But Donta Foreman, he's gone from our place for sure. But where do you see Donta Foreman going? I think he could be in New York because the, the Giants running back one. Everyone's um, going to New York, aren't they? You're going to have yeah. about 16 running backs. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's going to get a job, isn't he? I, I'll probably add him off waivers this off-season because he gets jobs and he's fine, but he's definitely leaving your mob. Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, a decent volume piece, though, for somebody because he, um, he is really good, Donta Foreman. I mean, he was at the Texans and he was really good in his rookie season and then he picked up the Achilles injury, kind of disappeared for a couple of years and then he turned up in Tennessee backing up uh, Henri and he looked really good, didn't he? And then he's, every job that he's had, he's done well, hasn't he? Do you know what? I've nailed him. I've nailed him. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That'd be uh, that'd be decent for him as well, you know. He's that, that's the sort of landing spot, I think. They're, if Josh Jacobs walks, they're not going to just roll with uh, with Zamir White, are they? So they need something there. And I, I think they could add him. He's going to be on a cheap deal. He's absolutely fine. And actually, as a pair, you can probably split the carries between both of them, couldn't you then? I think he'll get a job and you'll be selling him for a third in loads of leagues, I'm sure. <laughs> He's a little bit like a poor man's Jacobs, really, because he can catch as well, Donta Foreman. I think so, yeah. We've sort of, yeah, that's a different line of people, isn't it? So it's Jacobs and Donta Foreman's the poor version, so I like that. What about the next guy? Do you uh, see him getting a job or is he going to be put back on kick return duties? I've got no interest in even talking about this lad. Cordero Patterson um, had that one year of being like the, the running back four overall or something, didn't he? But... Um, yeah, no interest at all. He's not going to be at Atlanta, surely. Yeah, I don't think he stays there. Why would they pay him when they've got, obviously, Bijan and um, Tyler Algier? So, yeah, no chance he stays in Atlanta. I just wonder if he gets, like, a, a complimentary third-down role somewhere because he can obviously catch well and run routes, can't he? So, um, yeah, just keep an eye if he like, gets a decent third-down back role because I think he's still got a bit of juice there for sure. Mind you, what is he, 33? Yeah, he's getting on a bit now, isn't he? Yeah, that's a thing. Who knows with these lads? But um, yeah, Jarrett McKinnon, speaking of another uh, versatile pass-catching 33-year-old running back. Um, does he come back? I don't know. I don't think he goes back to Kansas. Uh, he's another that I think could be out of the league soon just because of his age and injury issues. And I don't know, though, because teams see him as reliable, don't they? But um, yeah, no interest for me. I think he was good a couple of years ago, wasn't he? He couldn't stop scoring touchdowns. But yeah, I've got no interest, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure I had him when he was in Minnesota a few years ago as well. He was quite decent in fantasy. But yeah, the rest of this list, I think we just run through now because I can't even bring myself to talk about these lads. Rico Dowdle. Does anyone care? No, no interest. No, Chase Edmonds. Uh, two years ago, yes. Now, not, in, not interested. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's awful. Awful. Latavius Murray. I like Latavius Murray. You can't argue with this guy. He's been in the league for about 27 years and he's always decent, isn't he? He's going to get a job. He'll just be a back end of a roster guy, won't he? But he's going to be in the league, I think. You know, you like know that we're all going to be adding him week 12. You know it as well, don't you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And this one might surprise you. Last lad, Rashad Penny. I would take a fire on him if I was a team kind of tanking and not really interested. I would take a fly on Rashad Penny 100%. I, I would as well, because he got that really cheap deal in Philadelphia. I think he was guaranteed about 700 grand for the year, wasn't he? But he ended up that last season in Seattle. He was excellent, got injured and 
didn't really see him at all this year, did we? He wasn't active many weeks. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I thought that they, as they paid him cheap, they might just run him into the ground and he could be their banger. But they, they, boy, they barely used him, did they? They ended up using that midget Boston Scott over him, which was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, I, I would take a flyer on Rashad Penny all day long because if you can get him up there and running, I think he's decent, isn't he? Yeah, and it's weird because he's not really, he's never been healthy. That's obviously the criticism of him. But he was a former first round pick, wasn't he? I think back in the day from the Seahawks and, no, I think he's worth a little flyer. You know, I think I've got him on one roster in Dynasty just because I've got quite deep benches. and He's one that could have sneaky value. If he does get a job, who knows? Yeah, definitely. Um, if you've got space on your rosters, I'd just, I'd just add him off of waivers because he's, I think he's on waivers everywhere. Just add him on the off chance that he might get a decent job because teams will like the profile. Teams will like what they've seen of him on tape and they're not bothered about keeping him fit. They'll just use him as they can if they can get him cheap, won't they? Yeah, and there's a load of teams that could be looking for a running back. I mean, we've not really gone through them, but... Well, the, char- the Chargers as well. The Chargers, he'd be a nice cheap option for the Chargers, wouldn't he? Yeah, and if he's fi- if he's healthy, he'd be absolutely fine. And they want to build that line and protect Justin Herbert a bit. And if Penny's fit for no money, you know, because he'd, he'd just want a veteran's minimum. That's all he'd get. You're talking a million quid. You see, uh, you see lads get cut for a lot less than that. So, yeah, I, I think it's worth a flyer. So we just need to talk up Rashad Penny to the Chargers on every episode we've got coming up now, don't we? We do, yeah. Rashad Penny to the Chargers. I think that's our he's our new boy, actually, Rashad Penny. Yeah, we've got to try and get him a job over the summer now, haven't we? Yeah, we've got our boy uh, Kareem Hunter job eventually, didn't we? Yeah, everyone listens to this show. I think we've got tons of listeners, tons of followers on our account. And yeah, it's weird how people worry about their followers on their account, isn't it? It is. I mean, should we get into this a little bit? I mean, we're never uh, going to be having thousands of our followers. We don't do too much of the, the politics and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, have you got any interest in all this sort of carry-on? No, so it seems the only way to get on in uh, in the UK uh, dynasty NFL space is, is to, to backslap each other and, uh, and to play up pals of everyone. That's not really our game, is it? No, we like coming in here talking a bit of crap and being ourselves and giving our opinion on some lads. If you like it, great. If you don't, don't really matter, does it really? But I've got no interest in retweeting everyone and backslapping everyone and giving stupid reviews. And I, I don't know. I've just. Are we going to get some Adjust Your Ranks hoodies and start flogging them to people and stuff? Is that our bag? Yeah, we'll get some f- crappy Fruit of the Loom tops and stick a logo on and uh, start knocking them out for 30 quid if you want. Mind you, I think if we got an Adjust Your Ranks logo from our podcast on a little black Fruit of the Loom nudge, I'd probably wear it. Yeah, I might wear it to clean the car or uh, go to the toilet, but um, yeah, not, 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 <laughs> I'm not into all of that sort of stuff, to be honest. And uh, yeah, we're not worried about followers. We're not worried about all that sort of stuff. We leave it to the other guys who it clearly matters to. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, just while we're doing it as well, I'm just going to go off on it a little bit. So I'll tell you what I'm absolutely not having. Good people getting their name tarnished by idiots that are in this little group. One of our pals is, um, you know, we've got a couple of pals that are sort of in the uh, fantasy space and stuff, haven't we? And they sort of contribute to these charitable causes and do all sorts of stuff. And then people turn on you and start coating you off. I just don't like all that sort of carry on. If you're a good person, you respect good people. And uh you don't start coating them off in back little channels and stuff, do you? Yeah, well, this is uh, Big Davy Gray. He runs the uh, the First and Ten uh, podcast, the First and Ten Leagues, and he's a good guy. Um, we can put forward the First and Ten guys, you know, as, as, as good people. And, yeah, he was, um, he was just back in 
you know, the whole process of people getting their money and he was against people losing their money or people's money potentially being stolen. And he's started getting uh, snide little subtweets, hasn't he? Him and Craig, I think we're getting a lot of crap from these, uh, these people, but yeah, undeserved really, wasn't it? Yeah, completely agree. And, you know, big Davy Gray, he might not be the quickest at updating his leagues. I think he's tagged you in a couple of times, but, um, you know, bless him. He, he runs loads of leagues for charity, doesn't get any attention for it. And, does a really good job of all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think we play in a couple of his charity leagues, don't we? In 10 or so a year to go to a good cause. And I, I quite like all that. I'd much rather my money go to that than uh, some back-slapping little community. So, um, yeah, shout out to the lads. Yeah, you're only supposed to push the charitable leagues if they're uh, part of your little community who you uh, backslap all the time and push all the time, I think. Well, I don't think we can mention Dave now, can we? No, he's, he's dead to us, to be fair. <laughs> So just before we talk about the uh, the Senior Bowl, we'll have more rookie co- content on the way soon. We just wanted a quick um, recap of players that we liked, what we saw from and read about them down in Mobile, Alabama. I think we both paid big attention to the Senior Bowl. I do every year. I mean, I picked up guys from the Senior Bowl the last few years and I pay close attention. I watch the clips. I read all about it. I follow day by day in the podcast and stuff like that. But um we're going to talk about a quarterback first that we both like. I'll let you take uh, your guy first on this one. Yeah, I'll take my guy. Actually, you stole my guy. But um, there's another guy that I wouldn't say I'm going to be drafting, but I quite like the profile. And, you know, after this week, I liked him a bit more. So it's Joe Milton. So he's a six foot five, 244-pound quarterback from Tennessee. He's just an absolute giant. I don't know if you've seen much of him. He's very inconsistent. He's not the most accurate, but his arm is absolutely incredible. <laughs> He, um, he led the senior bowl in, in loads of throwing speed tests and he scored six rushing touchdowns in his last year in college. And he can throw 97 yards flat. I mean, he can clear the entire field with a throw. So I know that'll only carry so far. Um, the reason I like him, actually, he got loads of good reports from the senior bowl. He, he won the inaugural Brian Ingerbrand Good Guy Award. I don't know if you've seen this. Brian Ingerbrand Award to do this podcast. I've made that up, to be fair. Um <laughs> But no, it was uh, apparently it was some lad that used to work on the senior bowl when he died, and they gave this award to like um, it's going to be an award every year at the senior bowl to the guy that's just good around the place, basically the water boy. Um, but it, it's called the Good Guy Award, and I shit you not, it's a genuine thing. <laughs> and uh, they awarded it to Joe Milton. Apparently, he's just a great guy behind the scenes. Everyone liked him. All the teammates voted for him, and he's just really liked. So it may not really matter. It's all sort of intangible stuff, but. A lot of the process you're going to see in the next few months is about how lads interview, what's their mentality, what are they like in interviews with the coaches when they get impressed on these topics. And I just think he's going to impress some people. Um, the floor is very, very low. One throw that he made was a joke. Um, it, it, did you see it? He threw to the left. And I've, uh, it, I've seen a lot of his bad throws on tape. and uh, Yeah, there's some awful, awful throws in there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, some of it is utter rubbish, um, throwing proper wobblers, but... The upside is that he can literally clear the entire field with a throw. He's so strong and teams will like him. I think he could just be a developmental guy. But um, yeah, as you stole my lad, I just went for the, the highest upside with the lowest floor. So we'll see. The thing is, though, this is the kind of guy that you you don't mind taking an undrafted free agent gamble on, is it? Like you say, he's 6'5", 244 pounds. He's bought like an absolute tank and he can throw it for miles. So if you're going to take a gamble on anyone... Gamble on, on an athletic freak or someone like Brock Purdy who, who just has an intangibles for the game. But it's either one or the other, isn't it? The the in-game sort of manager and, and, and sort of 
tactical guru like that or, or or a guy like Milton who's just a physical freak. Exactly that. And I mean, his measurables are pretty much the exact same as Anthony Richardson. And I'm not saying he's the same player because he's, he's clearly not. His accuracy is dreadful, to be honest with you. But as you said, I think he could be a good developmental guy. And if he, if he tests well, which he will, suddenly his stock starts rising and he's going to interview really well. So he'll get a job. Um, just the, the floor is that he could be nothing at all. So, um, yeah, he was an interesting prospect, really. Do you know where he might be better than Anthony Richardson, though, don't you? Uh, just getting through games. Yeah, he might, he might be able to stay on the field. Yeah, yeah, he might actually play a game of football. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my big man, Joe Milton. Um, yeah, one to watch. Uh, so, my guy... Um... My guy the, uh, was the MVP of the uh, the Senior Bowl game. So Spencer Rattler, uh, this is going to surprise a few people because um, I watched QB1 back in the day and I thought he was a massive dickhead. But um, teams have been massively impressed with his maturity these days. Seems like he's finally grown up. I heard an interview with his, um, his Carolina coach and he was massively praising him, very effusive of, of his praising him and just said he's a, what an outstanding man he is these days. He played behind a garbage O-line um, this year. Still has really good arm talent. He's not very big physically. I think he's only six foot or six one. But the arm talent is there to see. He can do the off-platform stuff. The perception from the QB1 show has kind of killed him for a, a few years. You know, it, it stuck with him. But you've got to remember that, you know, they're only kids in high school on this. And you look back at yourself or myself or people that you know, they were genuine dickheads at school, weren't they? You kind of just grow up, don't you? That's exactly it. I remember my last year of high school, I lit, you know those iron-on transfers where you can like transfer numbers and letters on a shirt? On my PE shirt, I, I transferred my own name on it. <laughs> turned up to turn up to PE lessons with my surname on my shirt. So, um, yeah, if I was the QB1 on a TV show at the age of 17, I'd probably be a massive weapon as well. This is what I mean, you know, the reports from all of his coaches since have been really, really good. And I heard an interview with um, Rattler himself and he come across really, really well, really grown up and mature. And apparently he was a really big help to people around the senior bowl. And he was just really good around the place. Maybe he's finally grown up. He's obviously got talent. You know, there wasn't so far ago that he was mocked as the, uh, the QB1 for this upcoming year, was it? That's it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It was it was generally thought of as the QB1 overall and had to sort of rebuild his reputation. But yeah, he was going to be my guy actually from the senior bowl. So I've gone for just a massive punt on Joe Milton, even though he's got problems. But yeah, Spencer Rattler is definitely the one to watch. And I think he's going to be a value because I don't think he's going to rise too much. But in, I don't know, your third round of your your rookie draft or maybe your late second, he might be worth just taking in the same way that Hendon Hooker was in, in this year's. So it's not completely dead, is it? I think he's been going for like late thirds or early fourths at the moment. And if you're doing <clears throat> drafts before the combine or before the actual NFL draft, he's a really, really good pickup in mid to late thirds or early fourths, isn't he? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know if he'll stay there after the combine and after the things. I think the NFL is going to like him more than sort of the fantasy community does at the moment. But yeah, right now, if you're doing early drafts, it's going to be a bit of a steal. There's a lot of reports that the NFL are a lot higher on Rattler than people realise as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. I don't want to, you know, ruin our little uh, little guesses. But there's a couple of other quarterbacks in the senior, but I didn't want to go through just because all the attention's on them, the Bo Nicks and, and that sort of stuff. But it's pointless going too much into those, really. But Rattler's the one that's going to rise a lot. Yeah, I've got very little interest in, um, in Bo Nicks. I don't mind... Um... 
panics a little bit, but then again, like like we said, it's not, it's not very far from calling him Michael Penis if he has shit games, is it? Yeah, that's that's got to be taken into account, to be fair. But um, yeah, I do like the pick, and we'll see. Let's move on to running back. I'll I'll be first up on this one. Take this one, but um. Marshawn Lloyd for me, uh, former four-star recruit from USC, um, great with yards after contact and broken tackles at USC. I think he was graded very highly with the PFF guys as well with his grade last year. Showed out a little more in the passing game last year as well. Big yards after the catch last year. Very shifty. He's projected to run in the four fours. He was very shifty from what I saw um, from the clips as well during the training. But it's really tough to gauge because... They don't really get tackled much in the clips, do they? They're, they're kind of running through contact and nobody's really smashing them up. But um, scored a lovely touchdown on a wheel route um, as well. And the reports from the people that are at the Senior Bowl, you know, they were really big on Marshawn Lloyd. They thought he was one of the best running backs there. And I like what I've seen on tape from him as well. I just think, um, yeah, he's a decent guy to gamble on. Like late second, late third, I think. I think that late second to late third is going to be his range when it comes up as well. Yeah, I do really like him. And I think this is a weird running back class in that the guy that probably would have been running back one is is injured, Jonathan Brooks. And other than that, there's probably, I don't know, four guys that could be the main lad. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I I read loads because I'm a nerd and there's, I've seen about eight or nine different projected running back ones. It really could go anywhere. You know, we did a draft the other day. Um, during the Super Bowl um, and and the couple of days after, where we draft before obviously the combine and and there and the running backs were all over the place and I think that's going to it's going to be a gamble like that until you know landing spots. So I think get your wide receivers if you're doing pre combine stuff. Get your wide receivers in one and two. Just gamble on these running backs because they could be anything, couldn't they? Yeah, it's exactly that. And it wouldn't surprise me. There's a chance that Marshawn Lloyd could end up being the running back one. He's got that sort of profile, isn't he? And it's just all over the place. So we'll see. But yeah, I really like the profile. And yeah, had a nice little senior bowl. Yeah, take us to your guy because I like this guy as well. Yeah, so this guy is a little bit deeper. It's um, Cody Schrader. Uh, he's five for eight, which I absolutely love. It's an elite height for elite people. Um, but five for eight, 207 pounds. Is he, so. he 207 pounds because he's just been to Italy with his girlfriend or, or is, he, is that muscle? Yeah, I think he's 207 pounds of ravioli, um, <laughs> like, like me, to be fair. But, I mean, five eight, 207, stocky, short running back uh, out of Missouri where he just led the SEC in yards last year and, and nobody seems to care about him. You don't really see people talking about Cody Schrader, but last year he was a proper bell cow. Admittedly, the competition's not always the best, but... 276 carries for 1,627 yards. I mean, it's incredible numbers, really. I mean, he got 22 receptions in his senior year in college. Um, It's not amazing, but it's enough just to show that he can do it. But the interesting thing to me is at the senior bowl, he just caught absolutely everything thrown at him. He was really good with his hands. And he's got got very soft hands, which I like in a running back. He sort of runs decent routes and brings it in. So that's quite secure. And another little award. I'm not making these up genuinely, but he won the <laughs> he won the Burlsworth Fuck Trophy. Off. Yeah, honestly, he, he won the Burlsworth Trophy. Honestly, I, I shit you not. This is not even senior bowl. This is uh, <laughs> this is the Burlsworth Trophy. I assume it's John Burlsworth. I've made that up. Um, he was the country's best walk-on player, so he wasn't recruited. He just walked on and became the best running back in Missouri. So. Uh, 
Yeah. Do you respect the Bellsworth Trophy or, or not? What on earth is that sort of trophy? It sounds like something they'd hand out in Phoenix Knights. Was it Was it Brian Potter that presented it to him? Yeah, I think it was, to be fair. So Max and Paddy on the doors. But um, yeah, the Bellsworth Trophy, that's something, to, that's something to factor into your rookie drafts. Who's won your Bellsworth Trophy? Yeah, I'm going to go the- back over the history of that one now. Do you know what? I'm going to go back and present it next week. If we've got a decent list of lads on the Bellsworth, we uh, we could be talking it. I mean, the only drawbacks for me, he's slightly older. He's 24 by the time he gets in the league, which is which is quite old. Um, and he's not very quick. His acceleration is not amazing. But he's probably going to run in the low four fives, which is fine. Very patient behind the line from what I've seen. Very good vision. So if there are holes, he's going to see it. He's going to make those cuts. Really good hands. Incredible on the ground. Free down skill set. I'm interested as a bit of a gamble, so I don't think he's going to rise that much, but I like him. Four four fives is fine. I mean, Josh Jacobs was a four six guy, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah, he's projected to run a four five four, which is fine. Um, he just hasn't really got great acceleration. But I think the longer we play this game, the speed scores don't matter too much, really. You think Kyron Williams? I think ran a four six three, and everyone killed him. But he, he looked plenty fast enough last year, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Um... The Rams are one of those guys that use the GPS tracking. So the Rams don't even care about the 40 anymore. And I think a lot of teams will start going that way. They care about in-game GPS tracking. I think Daniel Jeremiah said it as well. A lot of teams are looking just at GPS in-game tracking over the 40 now. Yeah, I've I've heard that on a a podcast recently. I think it might have been Daniel Jeremiah at the Senior Bowl. They've obviously all got GPS trackers and that data is available to the team. So, you know, if somebody's performing really well in games or the Senior Bowl, this arbitrary 40-yard dash time, it's useful as a talking point, but it's not the be-all and end-all, is it? Yeah, not so much nowadays. And uh, yeah, We see guys with bad times, apparently, and they've been fine, haven't they? Yeah, exactly that. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting running back class, though, generally. We were a bit down on it a few months ago, but the closer it gets, we always get excited. But I think people have gone too far, and they're going to be some really decent value. Yeah, I think um, Dane Brugler brought out his uh, top 100 players the other day, and I think he had like about seven or eight running backs near the end of the 100. And I think he's literally just listing guys that could get decent jobs, isn't he? Pretty much. Uh, I suppose the only thing that could kill some of them, not kill them, but sort of delay them a bit, is there's loads of good free agents as well. So you might need to wait a bit on some of these guys, but it's not the worst thing. I mean, last year we had to stash, you know, Chase Brown and what's the lad in the Saints called? I can't remember, Kendrick Miller. Kendra Miller, Kendrick's a, a rapper from Compton, but I think I'd rather yeah, have a rapper from Compton over Kendra Miller at the minute. I think. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Kendrick though as a running back? Absolutely zero chance. Like like a butterfly though, wouldn't he? Yeah, out of NWA, who would you have as your running back one? Um, I don't know. I, I quite fancy Yeller. Fancy yet no chance. Absolutely no chance. I'd have Dre at tight end. I think I'd have Cube as my RB1. Nah, Cube's not an RB1. No way. You not think? You don't think he's got a bit of a... I don't know. I think Cube's a sneaky centre. <laughs> That's the laziest position going. <laughs> I'm not having Cube as a centre. Absolutely zero chance. Now, Cube's snapping that ball and then he's, he's, he's going out on runs and pushing into people. Cube's violent. He's a centre. Jerry Heller is definitely a shady... Shady businessman, though, doing deals at the Combine. Yeah, Jerry Heller works for uh, Jerry Jones, doesn't he? 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking, just because of the Jerry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, decent little Compton uh, freestyle game. But talk to me about wide receiver. Yeah, was you annoyed when you saw the show sheet? I'd nick this guy as well. 
Honestly, I, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because I sent you knew he was my lad. You've <laughs> taken another one from me, but um, but we both like him. He's going to be a good player. Do you want to, talk do you to, want to talk about the draft that we did recently and the message you sent me immediately after this pick? I, I can't remember what I said. I was so angry. <laughs> you picked him up in the third round, didn't you? Roman Wilson. I'm going to burst your bubble. Yeah, Roman Wilson, um, we can't get past our affection for Michigan wide receivers uh, on this show, but um, Roman Wilson may be another one of our guys. Very, very shifty. He's projected to run in the 4-4s as well. He really glides over the ground. I don't know if you saw much footage from um, from Mobile, but he really glides. He's really, really good on his routes. He, he's smooth, um, separates really well. Um, projected to probably be a slot receiver at the next level, but um, yeah, it separates well, so that works in the slot. He's rising up the boards already, and um, he's one who recently made the uh, the Dane Brugler top hundred as well. But um, you're quite a fan of him as well, aren't you? Yeah, I really, really like him. I did see the footage actually because I was away at the time of the Senior Bowl, so I had to sort of catch up. So uh, I wasn't quite live, but yeah, he was my guy out of the whole Senior Bowl. I thought he was brilliant. I think he's going to be a very good value. And one thing I always look for, we had it last year with Tank Dell, didn't we? Where Lads didn't want to go up against him because they knew they were getting burned. But I can't remember the cornerback one that was at the Senior Bowl. can't remember his name now. But in one of the reps, I don't know if you read this or saw this, but they asked him, who do you want to go up against? And he wanted Roman Wilson because he knew he was the best one there. And Wilson just burned him. Yeah, I saw that. What was it? Was it? Um, I can't remember. I know the guy. I saw the clip that you mean. And they were all, he was asking for Roman Wilson. And they spoke to him um <clears throat> another cornerback after and said who was the toughest guy and they said Roman Wilson didn't they I can't remember who you mean um yeah I can't remember the name of the guy but he was <coughs> the sort of the sort of accepted cornerback one of the the senior bow and I, I like that sort of stuff really because he wants to test himself against the best but when you've got all the cornerbacks basically saying that this guy's the best wide receiver here you need to sort of listen don't you really and we've seen that last year with Tank Dell and very different players but yeah We've got a thing for Michigan wide receivers. Yeah, Nico and, and DPJ. But what I try, what I tend to keep an eye on from the senior bowl is these lads that can separate well because that just translates really well, doesn't it? Tank Dell was doing it last year. And another guy we can just quickly mention, but nobody could cover Lad McConkey, could they? No, no, I didn't really go into Lad McConkey. He seemed to get loads of praise out of nowhere, didn't he? So he's a bit too hot for us to touch, but... Yeah, just separates very, very well. Elite name as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd be taking Lad McConkey without even seeing him play, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he went quite early in our little draft. I think he went 2-1, didn't he? Yeah, Alex was all over him. I thought Alex might uh, might fancy that one. Yeah, I think um, he looks like an interesting guy. It's always quite funny seeing a, seeing a guy like Lad McConkey burn lads. So, um, yeah, he had a very, very good senior bow out of nowhere. He's Georgia as well, so he's from a good program. And uh, I can't remember, the Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, said he's amazing. He said, if it wasn't for YouTube, though, I wouldn't have had him. I just saw YouTube clips of him getting open, separating and destroying corners. So we brought him in. So, yeah, he uh, he shows up well, doesn't he? He really, really does. He's um, yeah, definitely one to watch. And I just don't know. He, he's got so much buzz, though. He might get to the point where he's going sort of late first. You see these lads rise a bit. And if he starts rising too high, it becomes a bit silly. But yeah, definitely one to, to see what happens the next few months. If he tests well at the Combine, could be wheels up massively. Yeah, I agree. So this next guy um, you're going to talk about, one of your guys, you got him in a really, really good position in this draft that we did the other day. He wasn't actually on sleeper, but we had um, like a, a method in place where uh, the kickers were added and 
if you wanted a guy that wasn't listed on sleeper rookies and you just took a kicker and named who you actually wanted and I was looking to take him in the fifth, but you took him, um, I think, in the fourth, didn't you? I, I was waiting too long. I, I thought we might get taken in the fourth, but I really like this one. Yeah, I took him at four oh two, and I think he probably fell because he wasn't yet on sleeper. So um, the people that hadn't done the nerd stuff weren't aware of him. But it's Javon Baker. Um, really like what I saw out of him at, at the senior bowl. His measurables are just great. He's six one. Still measured at 6'2 in some places, but his official measurements was just over 6'1. He's 208 pounds, so it's just an elite sort of ex-wide receiver build. He's out of Central Florida, but he was formerly at Alabama. He transferred. I mean, it's just got some decent pedigree coming from a good program. He wasn't amazing at the senior bowl, but I just think he's a lad that's going to rise and go higher than people expect. He gets really, really good separation. As you said, definitely something to watch out for. And his release off the line is fantastic. I mean, he runs these really good comeback routes where he stops and comes back, receives the ball. And yeah, he's a lad that I just uh, really like. So you picked me on, on wide receiver in this draft for Roman Wilson, but I was really pleased to get Baker. And I mean, just last year, went for nearly 1,200 yards uh, in his senior year. And yeah, for me, he's a lad that I'm going to try and get everywhere. Yeah, getting him where you got him in that draft we did the other other day is going to look like awesome value, I think, as the season gets in underway next year. But um, yeah, I was probably waiting too long for him. I just didn't think anyone would sort of recognise that he was still there. And then I realised that uh, you and I sort of pick each other, don't we, for these players because we're nerds. But um, yeah, I really loved that pick where you got him. And I think he's, he's definitely one to watch and he's rising up boards already. I think Cody Carpentier is a massive fan of him, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's named him as like his wide receiver four or something, didn't he? Or yeah. something silly. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of that could just be hyperbole. Um, used to be hyperbole a year ago, didn't it, on this podcast, but we've changed our tune. Yeah, I still quite like hyperbole. I think it sounds better. I do. I think it sounds, especially when you're talking about senior bowl, super bowl, hyperbole, I quite respect it. So, um, <laughs> the the yeah, hyperbole but... is played by geezers that are just juiced up to the nines. Yeah, but I'll tell you what I like to do. When I find a lad, I don't know if you do this, I find a lad that I really like, so Javon Baker, I start just typing his name into Twitter just to see what everyone else thinks. And people are, are sort of coming around. I think Cody's got a, quite a big following and people are now going to start rising Javon Baker. So, um, yeah, a lot of hive mind on the fantasy community. It will happen, I think. Yeah, just for me for now, a quick shout out to uh, Shrine Bowl standout at wide receiver Malik Washington. He's one of my uh, one of my guys as well. You are such a loser. Shrine bowl. <laughs> Oi, don't talk to me about losing when you're bringing up the Bellsworth Trophy. Fucking hell. The Brian Ingebrand Good Guy Award. The Brian Ingebrand Good Guy Award is respected award, and so is the John Bellsworth Trophy. So, um, yeah, just respect it, please. Uh, but t- talk to me about your tight ends, because um, <clears throat> I've not even gone for a tight end here. But, yeah, you, you can go for a tight end if you fancy. Yeah, so this guy for me has got every chance to be uh, the tight end free. It's it's not a great class of tight ends. I think we was a bit spoilt last year, but um, Theo Johnson uh, definitely could be the uh, the surprise tight end of the class. He's very very big. He's he's six six. Some listing as six seven, two hundred and fifty one pounds, but he moves really really well. I saw a lot of the clips, and he's just a natural mover, natural pass catcher of the ball as well. Penn State wasn't ideal for the uh, the tight ends in the receiving game last year. They didn't really use him in that way. He was stuck in a share as well with um, tight end Tyler Warren as well. But um, yeah, they kind of shared the role and it wasn't much of a pass catching role. But 
when he was a pass catcher, he had a very, very good contested catch rate um, from his stats at college. But um, yeah, the senior bowl was just a nice chance for him to show what he what he could do in the receiving game. And he, yeah, he looked very good in the receiving game. Big boy like that, decent mismatch for teams. And uh, I think that ability and that athleticism could get him um, up the boards and uh, picked a bit earlier than people think. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see on that one. Yeah, I quite like it. It's not a lad I've done too much on, to be honest. I've sort of had a cursory glance at the tight ends. But other than Brock Bowers, there's, again, a few lads sort of that could rise a bit, and he's definitely one of them. So we like to try and look at the profiles and, and project the lad. You did very well last year on Laporta, didn't you? So let's hope that Theo Johnson's your new Sam Laporta. Yeah, just on the um, on the tight ends, in the actual real-life NFL, I, I wouldn't mind having a bet that Brock Bowers drops out of the top ten. You reckon? I just don't think teams value that position enough, or, or, or they don't, I don't think they care about that position too much, to be honest. I don't know if they want to pay top 10 capital for Brock Bowers, and I don't know if he's got the build for it as well. I don't know. I've got, I've got worry. I like Brock Bowers. What I've seen of him, he's been amazing, but I've got, I've got some issues with him as well. I don't know if he's going to go top 10. What about you? Yeah, he's obviously incredible, but I saw a picture of him last week and he looked like he sells sandwiches. He just looked ridiculous. He had a pair of rubbish shorts on, a pair of rubbish trainers on. He looked gaunt. He looked slim. I just, he didn't look like he had any swagger at all. I think he was wearing a hat, but his hair is rubbish as well. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, these are the things that matter as well, aren't they? He looked like an IT geek, didn't he? And I'd know. Yeah, exactly that. And uh, I don't know. It's... I think a year or so ago, Michael Mayer was the sort of consensus tight end one and he dropped a little bit, didn't he? And there's some other lads that rose and I don't think Bowers is going to drop and be taken as the tight end three or four, but maybe you're onto something. Teams have been burned before and Kyle Pitts has probably burned loads of teams. Well, you see like, um, you see him linked to the Chargers. I think they're five or six, aren't they? I think the Chargers are five and you're six, aren't you? Yeah, they need so much more, though, than just to burn a, 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 like an elite pick on a tight end, don't they? I mean, if you're the Chargers at five and you've got the pick between Malik Neighbours or Brock Bowers, you're picking Neighbours all day, every day, aren't you? Yeah, it's just more of a difference maker. Get some bum in to do your blocking at tight end if you can't find an elite receiving weapon and take an upside gamble rather than burn your elite pick. I think that's definitely the play. Well, yeah, I mean, take Malik Neighbours and, and give Noah Fant six million a year. You, you're done, aren't you? Yeah, exactly that. It's um, I don't know. It's what do we know though? They'll probably end up just taking him and, and just be crap for another year. It's, <laughs> it's a shame. But, this next guy you're going to talk about, I've listened to a few podcasts that have kind of stated that he he should convert, and there was a story behind it. But I'll let you talk about him first. Yeah. So uh, this next guy, Johnny Wilson. I've noticed on the show sheet you've called him Johnny the Bum Wilson, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> you know, I respect it. Um, now, we always love a converted wide receiver to tight end on this podcast, don't we? We had uh, Elijah Higgins last year and hasn't quite hit yet, but I think there's definitely a path there. And this lad looks like he might be the next lad to convert to tight end because he's absolutely massive. I mean, he's six foot seven, 237 pounds. That's not a wide receiver. That's a tight end that needs to put on 10 pounds. And he looks like a tight end. He wasn't great at the senior bowl. He had a couple of drops, but... He just moves very differently to most tight ends. He's very, he covers lots of ground. He's shifty. And I just think if he makes that conversion, there's a lot of upside. Um, I don't know. There's loads of talk now suddenly that he's going to convert. So it seems like a bit of a, bit of a chalk suggestion. But I don't know. We're always looking for those guys that could 
be a difference maker at tight end, and he could very well be a bit of a mismatch guy if he does make the transition. Might need to wait a year. He might um, not quite red shirt, but might take a year to try and learn the position. But there's, there's a path there to some upside because he's absolutely massive. But talk to me about Johnny the Bum Wilson. Yeah, I mean, your comment in the show sheet, no interest as a wide receiver, but if he gets tight end eligibility, then yeah, it could be a diamond in the rough. I agree with that. I'd be interested in picking him up late. I listened to a um, podcast on him and they kind of said if he stays at wide receiver, he could end up having a career of Colin Johnson where he's just kind of that big guy that don't really do anything. Or if he converts, he could end up having a career, a career like Darren Waller. And yeah. Um, yeah. it kind of made a lot of sense to me and they, they pointed back to Hakeem Butler. I don't know if you remember Hakeem Butler, but he was another guy that was yeah. massive and they said he should have moved to tight end and they were like, that's the career that you could have if you're a wide receiver. It could be Hakeem Butler where you're out the league or Colin Johnson where you're near enough out the league. But you could be a Darren Waller as well if you convert. So, yeah, I think if you get him converted to tight end, then I've definitely got interest because he's, he's got that ability to do that, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm looking at. I've seen the same sort of comparisons. And actually, Darren Waller was the comp that I've read a couple of times as well. And I think it's just because he's a mismatch guy, isn't it? He's so big that he'd just be wasted at wide receiver. He's not going to be quick enough. He's going to be played in line a lot and do blocking, which means he's a tight end anyway. So, yeah, you're right. I remember Hakeem Butler well. People had him as the, the wide receiver one in some sort of arguments. Was that the Nikhil Harry year? I can't remember. I think it was in uh, Nikhil Harry year as well, yeah. Yeah, it was. So not the best uh, class for big bum wide receivers. But yeah, keep an eye on it. If he does convert, then I've got a lot of interest. But if he doesn't, I'm probably going to be avoiding him because people will take him earlier just because he's a big guy. He'll get sort of that sort of uh, dynasty draft capital. But yeah, it's all about the eligibility for me. Tight end gets it done. If wide receiver, I've got no interest. Yeah, I remember a chat between us last year when we were talking about Elijah Higgins. And I think you was the one that alerted me to the fact that he'd been uh, converted sort of converted to a tight end because I said to you you said you said to me you got any interest in Elijah Higgins and I was like not really and you was like he's been converted to tight end I was like ah maybe I have now yeah. <laughs> and actually he had some good games at the end of last season he's obviously playing um, behind what's the last name now Trey McBride so he's going to be struggling a little bit but he started to get some work at the end I think he had a couple of big games so um yeah, it's still very early for a converted lad. You might need to just wait a year. Yeah, that's fine though, isn't it? You chuck uh, someone like Johnny Wilson if he converts on your taxi and then you've got a decision to make uh, in 2025, haven't you? Yeah, and that's exactly the play. So yeah, I've enjoyed that, going through some senior ball lads. We're proper nerds, but we love it. Yeah, we'll take a deeper dive into the upcoming rookies uh, in the following week. So yeah, that concludes us this week. As I said, we'll be back to start to take a deeper dive into these upcoming rookies. We love this time of the season, don't we? Um we had a decent success rate on players last year and hopefully we can do that with the rookies this year. But please don't forget to uh, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcast. It's available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're available on Twitter at Adjust Ranks. Until then, my office is fully open, y'all. My office is never closed, y'all. <laughs> I've got to go. See you, mate. Bye-bye.